Drop down your anchors, throw down your line. Drop down your anchors, I'll catch them in time. Drop down your anchors, throw down your line. I will cover your side. Hello and welcome to the Stay Anchored Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Bindis. The goal of the Stay Anchored Podcast is to encourage us to stay calm as we navigate the often turbulent waters of life. It's my prayer that by focusing on the instructions God gave us through the Bible, we can learn how to successfully deal with the many challenges we encounter on our journey through life. Let's dig into that analogy a little bit deeper today. The analogy we use for this podcast is letting the Word of God anchor us during the storms that life brings. So in fact, if life does bring storms, this year for many of us has been a hurricane followed by a tsunami. For one reason or another, many of us have been mentally, physically, and emotionally tossed and turned with seeming relentless force. It's been incredible though, to witness the resiliency of the human spirit. You hear, or maybe you have been an example of someone that has helped their neighbor, has donated resources to those in need, and has reinvented themselves by leveraging the talents that God gave you that you haven't used in a long time, or maybe even have never used. So maybe you have done a lot to stay positive and to stay focused in the right direction. But at times, we can feel tired. We can get off path. We can forget to stay focused in the right direction. And we can be led astray because we're turned around in a storm. Sometimes it's a novel problem that we have. And if we don't have a problem-solving mechanism, or if we don't have a compass to point us in the right direction, we can get led astray we can get led off of our off of our path. So I've been asked recently, you know, how what are some tips that you use to stay positive? Or what is your go-to book in the Bible? So I'll talk about those tips and the moral compass that I use and the my favorite book in the Bible. But first of all, I want to talk about a frame of mind that may help you stay positive more often than not. And that frame of mind is simply, don't be surprised. Yep, you heard me. Don't let a pandemic surprise you. Don't let government unrest surprise you. Don't let riots or selfish ambition surprise you. And don't let what you see on social media, don't let what you call entertainment on Netflix, don't let any of that surprise you. The world is temporary. It's full of sin. And as Paul reminds us in his letter to the Galatians, Galatians 5.19, he says, the acts of a sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, discord, fits of rage, 
selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. Those who live in this world will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul reminds us that you can't live or be a citizen of both this world and a citizen that's headed to heaven. You can't belong to both God and the world. The world is full of sin, and that's why we needed a Savior. We need to rise above the sin and let Jesus, our belief in Jesus, allow us to rise above the sin and carry us past what's going on in this world. So if we're not supposed to be surprised by this world, then let me read another passage of Paul that he writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. And listen to see if anything sounds familiar. Paul writes, Mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Paul says, have nothing to do with them because the wisdom of the world is foolishness in God's sight. So don't be surprised when you see all of these things unfolding because we were told it's going to happen. We were told that is what the world is all about. Those are the storms that will face us. Those are the storms that we have to navigate through. So now that you understand none of this should come as a surprise and we shouldn't be caught off guard, the question becomes, what do we use as our moral compass? How do we keep on track? What do I mean by a moral compass? A moral compass is whatever you use to keep yourself pointed in the right direction towards God. In a storm, it's critical to keep your eyes on your trusted instruments, namely a compass, because you often can't trust your sense of sight. You can't see anything when you're in the middle of a storm. You can't trust yourself of hearing. You can't even trust your own instincts and your own wisdom because you're human and we're put right in the middle of this storm. Our belief in Jesus and our belief in the word of God is going to help us point ourselves in the right direction. So I recently asked a group of friend of mine, what do you, friends of mine, what do you use as your moral compass? And I got some wonderful answers. One friend said, you know, my father is my moral compass. He lived such an honorable life that in fact, we put honest and honorable on his tombstone. He modeled to us how to live a godly life. So when you say moral compass, I think of my father. Another friend said, my conscience is my moral compass because I think, you know, in days or months or years to come. I don't want to regret a decision I've made. I don't want to regret something that I've done. 
So I think about my conscience and I think about right and wrong and doing the hard things. And then I think that I don't want to live with regret. What a beautiful answer. And another one said, truth. Truth is my moral compass. Not necessarily the truth that I have as a human being, because my instincts, my gut instincts could be wrong. But it's God's truth that is moral compass. And I have to agree with that one. God's truth is my moral compass too. So it's time for me to share with you my go-to book in the Bible. Now, of course, the Bible is my moral compass, and that's a big compass. But when I'm truly tossed and turned and, and not knowing which way is which, I go to my favorite book in the Bible, and that's the book of Hebrews. It's where I turn when I need to be reminded what the world truly is and that Jesus overcame the world on our behalf. And I would love to know who to give credit to the book of Hebrews to. But in fact, no one knows for sure. Some attribute the writing to the Apostle Paul. And it follows all of the letters that Paul wrote in the Bible. There are some indications that the writing is similar to Paul's, even though it's not a letter that he was used to writing. It's a little bit different. Um, it's more of an essay, so to speak. Uh, but some say that it's not Paul for some of the things that are said at the end, that, you know, Paul wasn't an eyewitness to some of the things um, of Jesus's life. So some say that it was written by Luke, the doctor, who accompanied some of the apostles and who was there and who witnessed some of the things that Jesus did. So regardless of who the author is, the book of Hebrews is such an essay in historical um, evidence in the Bible and how Jesus came as our savior. So the writing provides me with powerful statements on what life on earth is and a reminder that storms are part of this life on earth and how I can point my moral compass to safely navigate my way through those storms to that narrow door to eternal life. And Jesus reminds us that's the only way. Belief in him and going towards that narrow door is the only way that we can make it through this life. So some of the writings in the book of Hebrews I wanna share with you now. And again, they're what keep me pointed in the right direction. So let me start with Hebrews 11.1. 1. By faith we are guided. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith assures us that there is something better waiting for us if we persevere in the right direction. Isn't that beautiful? It's faith. And also in Hebrews, the author says that we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. That is in the book of Hebrews. That is, you know, the entire entirety of this podcast. We have the faith and the hope that Jesus is our Savior, and that is our anchor. So but if we have that faith and if we have that hope, what does that compel us to do? It compels us to remain confident and to persevere in the storms that shouldn't 
catch us off guard. Yes, they're hard. And maybe we venture outside of the boundaries of what's right from time and time again, but we shouldn't be caught by surprise. So COVID can't depress us. We have to find a way to thrive and support others through it. What happens with our government? Whose agenda are we following? It shouldn't be a surprise to us. But taking action that's positive and that's truth in the Bible, that's what we need to do to keep on the right path. Lifestyles that other people engage in or entertainment that we're now seeing as uh, what we're reading or what we're watching or what we're listening to, again, shouldn't keep us by, shouldn't take us by surprise. But we need to step away if they're leading us down the wrong path. And we need to keep focused on those things that lead us through that narrow door and not away from us. If we're led away, if we're led astray, it's going to happen. But you know what? If we're led astray, we're making some wrong choices. We might be disciplined. And that's again in the book of Hebrews. We are going to face hardship. But if we make some of the wrong choices, we might be disciplined. Hebrews 12.6 says, The Lord disciplines those he loves and punishes everyone he accepts as a son. So we're promised to have some hardships in life. And if we make some wrong decisions, we may be disciplined. But reading on to Hebrews 12, 7, the author says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. And then 12.11 says, Discipline isn't pleasant at the time, but it produces a harvest of righteousness. So if we persevere, if we see the good in where we're going and the good in anything that happens to us, if we respect the boundaries that are set for us, we're going to come out of it okay. We are going to have hardship in this life. We are going to suffer through pandemics, unrest, ambitions of others, what some people choose to do in their lifestyle. But how can we go on? How can we remain positive? Again, don't let it come as a surprise. And then finally, the, the verse I'm going to share for you is Hebrews 13.1. Keep on loving each other as brothers. We are to go on, we are to persevere, and we are to go on loving each other and being that light for each other. So what is your moral compass? How are you sharing your moral compass with others? How are you an example of going in the right direction? Let's close our time together in prayer. Dear Lord, Thank you for providing us with direction. Thank you for letting us know that these storms that we face shouldn't come as a surprise. And thank you for being there for us. We have faith in you. We rely on you. And we appreciate that you are there no matter what storm we face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
down your anchors, throw down your line. Drop down your anchors, I'll catch them in time. Drop down your anchors, throw down your line. Cover your side.